0: Stop wasting your money and time buying expensive razors. For just a couple bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com will ship amazing quality razors right to your door. Come on, join the hundreds of thousands of guys who have upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money, join now at dollarshaveclub.com slash Teeth. This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to huluplus.com slash patch. Hey everyone! Hey. Welcome to the Patch, episode Not number patch. fifty-one. So part, close to a year! So close to a year! Here to talk about video games and video game news. You want to kick us off with that uh, hourglass there, Mr. Haywood? Uh, flourish there. Mainly so,
1: video so game news. When you say video games and video game news, if like we just sat around for an hour saying our high scores, that would be...
0: Piano tiles. <laughs> Let's talk about... Let me tell you about my piano tiles. Uh,
1: Ray, he's already beaten you, though. Ray has
0: beaten everyone. Within a couple hours, He, you said he was at
2: 7.1 seconds. I was in the room, yeah. They told him what the game was. He was like, oh, let me try it. And I think we were in the middle of doing something. It was like a Let's Play, and he was out for a second and beat your score immediately. He yeah, got I'm, 7.1 on And him. now he's under 7 seconds. He's like at 6.7 seconds. <laughs> it's one of those
1: games, if you don't watch the RT podcast... It's one of those style of mobile games where you have to tap stuff and basically it's a 10 second game and you try to shave a half or a tenth of a second off of your overall time.
0: Uh, a half if you're amazing. It gets down to like tenths and hundredths of a second that you're just like trying to shave. You hope for certain layouts in the tiles that are can speed you up.
1: I think Gavin's best time is like point zero one five seconds ahead of mine and i'm doing everything in my power to get those 0.015 you seconds you start doing
2: exercises like you're just in there working your thumbs every day
1: it's a weird thing it's like so much of it is muscle memory that you mm-hmm. get worse the longer you play it in a row and then gus on the podcast picked it up after a day and a half and beat his best score on the, th- on the third try yeah so you get like obsessed with playing it but mm-hmm. if you just take a break it tells you to take a break and it annoys you <laughs> but if you just take a break and you come back to it a little bit later you just demolish your times yeah
0: that's absolutely what happened so yeah, whatever. It's a video game. So, it, it qualifies as a video game news, video game discussion. Um, so I guess let's just go through the list here. Uh, Nintendo again disappointing financial news this week. Uh, they reported for the year for the year they had an uh, operating loss of four hundred sixty five million dollars. <laughs> wow. Which is even more yen. Yeah, and,
1: that, and they're going to let they're going to move unit sales into twenty fourteen. <clears throat> is that what they're going to do? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They uh. They reached 2.72 million shipments for the Wii U for the end of the fiscal year. Uh, and their initial projection uh, was 9 million. And as of now, a year and a half through, they have uh, what, 6.17 million?
1: 6.17 million units sold. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting this number of. And Sony also was reporting a bad year as well. Now, Sony's a big company that goes across a lot of different divisions. But then I also was reading this article about Activision is putting. million behind Destiny, Mm -hmm. which is bigger than any Hollywood movie ever. 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 We we talked about that. Even
0: adjusted for inflation. We talked about that. We talked about most expensive movies of all time in this past episode of RT Podcast. It was what, Powers of the Caribbean at World's End? At World's End. It was uh, adjusted for inflation. It was $380 million.
2: Uh, I mean, they've been, all along, their rhetoric about this game has been that it will be the biggest selling franchise, new IPs. New IPs, the big classification, Uh, yeah. Of all time. So, obviously, they're really putting their money where their mouths are, but you still got to deliver the first one.
0: Yeah, and once you have, I mean, it's developing uh, an infrastructure and a franchise. Once you have that, then, you know, maybe DLC and content delivery becomes easier, and you make your money over time, I would think. Because I think, you know, if you do the math at 60 bucks a pop, you got to sell, like, 16 million units to break even.
2: You know, you raise an interesting point, though, because with this type of game, uh, it's very different than your normal... Like, it seems like it's got sort of MMO-ish things to it. Uh, Momo. Momo, sorry. momish. Uh, so, I mean, with the MMO update route is you just keep releasing expansion packs, and then rarely do you get a sequel. I wonder which path Destiny is going to take. Are they going to go a sequel route? or are they? Gonna well, go- in
1: the Vidox, they talked about it being a 10-year franchise. So mm-hmm. I think it could be. I mean, it could be like expansion packs like World of Warcraft, you know, where they just added to it. As time went on, but it also is not a subscription-based game. That's true of any kind. So it's so it's going to have to be supported by like DLC and supported by maybe a sequel down the road. But I, I get the feeling there's going to be a lot of expansions added onto it. It's coming pretty early in the next gen cycle, so it could live on the next gen platforms for another ten years. If, the entirety well, of the lifespan, of which they're saying side, could yeah. be ten
0: plus years at this. And point. how long will they continue to support old consoles? Because it's also coming to 360 and PS3. It makes you wonder, like, how long do they continue supporting that? Yeah, when you start that out, do you put a roadmap in
1: place for, like, just pruning those old systems after a while? Right, because you
0: are launching with support on all of them, but you are at the end of the life, essentially. Well, not really. You're at the end of the... For
1: example, it would be really weird to, today, be playing a game that was on the Xbox and the Xbox 360 at, essentially, 360 launch, then... Seven years play- later, somebody's still busting it out on their Xbox and playing it. Right. It's just hard to envision that, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Well, the weird thing, though, is, again, so this title, if it's coming out primary, primarily on console platforms, unlike with World of Warcraft, which just has subsequent graphical updates, you probably wouldn't expect to see that on a console. Like, they have already are going to take it to the max of what the console they can do. They know what it can do. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's not going to get any prettier over its lifespan like World of Warcraft. So you think at that point maybe they would want to do a sequel to change the visual aspects of the game.
1: It's a, I, so I'm saying, how do you put that on the roadmap? Like, just, oh. like, the, the, you know the numbers for the Xbox 360 and the PS3 versions that are going to fall over time. I would just assume that will be the case. And then all the other the next-gen ones will grow, and then what do you do?
0: Maybe that's part of the strategy, is you sell someone a 360 or a PS3 title, then once they graduate to the next system, they buy the game again on that's the new right. console. So you end yeah. up selling the same game twice.
1: Or let's say they open another solar system. For Destiny, just knowing how that works. Oh, it's okay. So, like, sorry. Let's say, they do that. let's say they open another solar system and they say, okay, now you can go to Alpha Centauri as a planet that's available to you or some other planet mm-hmm. that's part of their lore. Uh, but you can only buy this expansion for PS4 and for Xbox One. This newer area will not be available to the previous generation of consoles. Would that be acceptable to you? Like, four years from now?
0: As someone who already owns an Xbox One and a PS4? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, what if you weren't,
1: though? What if you were somebody who had a 360, and you just kind of,
2: like, four years from now... That would be a hard sell. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, because they're not going to be offering anything... Well, I don't think they are. Unless this new solar system, somehow they can sell it as the 360 or the older platforms just can't physically do it. I mean, or if they're, they're prettier. Already, what if they're prettier? Yeah. I mean, if they're just establishing, like, this game can run on both already then if it's just an extension of that game, I think it's harder to sell it as a, a talking point for the next thing. But it does make sense, it seems like, to do Destiny 1 on both platforms, and then when you release the sequel, it's it's next-gen only. That's a good way to draw people over, I think. Yeah. yeah I but think you- if you just did an expansion, I, you'd get a lot of people that are upset about
0: that. So if you charge them more and call it a sequel, then it's okay.
2: Yes,
1: because <laughs> yeah,
2: if it they bought it. <laughs> yeah. here's the thing though, they buy it on, let's say they buy it on a 360 platform, you release an expansion to it, then you're saying, okay, well, unless they give you a path where you can just turn your 360 into a one version, they're saying, no, you should buy this game again, and then buy the expansion. Mm. Dave would be saying that. Yeah. yeah. So unless there's a, a one-to-one there, uh, where they'll just upgrade you as part of the expansion. Now that would be, a, like they say, okay, now you're, you can turn your 360 into a one version digital, and then buy the expansion. That'd they be might, cool. you know. I mean, five years from now, that might be something they would do. You know, I mean, it's
1: like, also it's like the way the console prices drop, console game prices drop. Now is a game that's a ten year game that retails for fifty nine ninety nine in two thousand and fourteen. You tell me in two thousand and eighteen that that game is still going to be fifty nine ninety nine if there's no subscription to back it yeah. up.
0: Well, even World of Warcraft saw that drop off. It wasn't, you know. It wasn't 50 bucks forever. You know, they dropped the price. They started but, making the battle chests and bundling expansions with it.
1: And it went free-to-play. Like, for the first, like, 20 levels? 15,
0: I 15 think. 15 levels? Yeah. But it
1: did go to a free-to-play model. What I'm saying is that if Destiny doesn't have a subscription model... It's not gonna have that other. You, it's not just a vector to get people into the subscription right. model. You know what I mean? There's no if it monetary have support.
2: That. No ongoing monetary support for it. Right. Other so, than through sales.
1: So they're saying like this game will stay at this level. But what the the thing I was getting at here is like with all these numbers floating around, like, these huge losses by Nintendo, Sony reporting you know some bad numbers. Activision saying they're putting five hundred million dollars behind a huge title. You yeah, got Ubisoft with Watch Dogs, that thing's floating all over the place. It's it's interesting times right now. It's very interesting times. And also Microsoft's Xbox One is, is 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 it was the leader from last generation, and now it's very clearly not the leader in this generation. Yeah, you just see some things that like add up to like there's a lot, not a bubble, but you know we're starting to see some things now. You know, back in the arcade days, we talked about the video game crash of 1983, um, where in the course of two years, 97% of the revenue in the video game industry just went away.
0: That's that's still crazy. It
1: just went away. Uh, and it was Nintendo that came back and kind of, like, revitalized video games. I wanted
0: to fact check something real fast. Yeah, World of Warcraft is free up to level 20.
1: Le- up to 20. level 20. Wow, I knew more about WoW than you. I know, it's what uh, a great day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I should bust out piano tiles. Today's my day. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's interesting. And I thought it was funny, like, thinking, I was thinking about that, thinking about the video game crash of 1983, and how, like, all these big numbers are now floating around in the video game industry of today, which is a huge juggernaut of an industry. And then I, like, was thinking about it, I thought, they just... Dug up those ET cartridges. Like, which was like the big right. sign from that last crash. It's like, and then I thought, they should have stayed buried. It's like so kind of like, like it's like opening King Tuts the evil has 2 been it's released like released into the world. It's again. like the
0: beginning of Doom 3 or like a Doom <laughs>
1: game. It's like you dig
0: up this evil artifact and like the demons come out. You're like, oh shit, well, <laughs> that was the video game industry. We should have left that thing buried.
1: But it was a huge, it was a huge drop-off. It's hard to imagine industry dropping off 97% in two years and then Remaining as a vital industry to this day, like it resurges yeah. now bigger than ever. They
0: went dormant for like three or four years and then came back.
1: Quite literally, it's bigger than the movie game industry. I mean, the so movie the, game the, industry, the movie game industry, which is really <laughs> shitty, actually. Yeah. No, but the movie industry, it's bigger than that. I mean, we have titles now in development that have more money behind them than you know major motion pictures. Which is
2: funny because I mean, we're really it's it's like there's two different schools of thought that are really going strong right now. One being the the more money we throw at it, the better the game. The bigger the game, and then there's the entire indie crowd that's really coming up right now too. That's like shoestring budget. Maybe you got kickstarted and, uh, and very polarized. Yeah, I mean that's it's like the middle class of video game development is going away. You know, the movie industry is very much
1: like that. Uh, everybody either wants an Avengers where it costs two hundred million dollars to make and makes a billion dollars <laughs> to the box office, or everybody wants a Paranormal Activity five hundred thousand dollars and the movie makes $40 million to the box office, or if you, they knock it out of the park, $100 million mm-hmm. to the box office. You're very rarely going to see a lot of movies that aren't based on an already existing IP that end up in that 30 to $40 million range. That middle level for budgets for movies is pretty much gone. Yeah, hmm. It's
0: either indie or blockbuster.
1: Yeah. That's Same, what just, like a, just like yeah. a game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what the, yeah. the comparison I'm making is that if it gets, becomes very polarized, uh, the model
2: does, over time. Though I I guess guess you could argue, I mean, things like Star Citizen, which are probably sort of in that middle range, well, middle range, if, if they keep moving where the top end of the range is, like Destiny being the one that pushed it out the furthest, but... Uh, which is, I I don't know what their ultimate funding is landed at, but they're still raking in Kickstarter funds up to in the 40, 50s. I want to
1: say there are forty five million. Yeah, yeah that's an there. ongoing. This will be wrong by the time it comes out. Yeah.
0: from come now out. on, on the patch, we sh- in the lower left corner, we should have a little rolling counter like Star Citizen's current crowdfunding, <laughs> <laughs> and it just like updates every minute with uh, their current their current dollars taken in.
1: People online are asking us, what is the yelling in the background? They that is achievement hunter. That, that be, uh, There's a let
2: going on right now.
1: That direction is a big wall that separates achievement hunter from the rest of the complex, and they are yelling through that wall.
0: It's uh, it's a really pretty impressive, thick, soundproofed wall. Yeah, believe it or not, that Michael can
2: pretty much, much overcome any soundproofing if he puts his mind to it. He really <laughs> can. We got
0: We got we got to build another box within <laughs> that room, like <laughs> a smaller room within a room, and uh, put him inside of it. But we were talking about. Uh, financials and you know game companies and how much money they make and I guess EA had their uh, their quarterly financial financial call and I guess during the call they disclosed that they have sold 925 thousand copies of Titanfall on the Xbox One and the PC during the first quarter.
1: PC and the Xbox One. Right. Okay, so they didn't include the Xbox 360 numbers because they pushed beyond the first quarter. Correct to the launch. Okay, so so less than a million title a million copies total at launch.
0: Right between it, the I one find and the that, PC
1: that. I would expect it to be more. Yeah, honestly, I
0: felt mm-hmm. like uh, there were tons of people all the time whenever I played. The number mm-hmm. seems small. I mean, it is the first. When did that game come out? Like the first week of or second week of March. So it's like three weeks of sales.
1: Yeah, but it's a new IP. Uh, it, it 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 is kind of relegated to one console, right? Um, you know, people did get it, were able to get it on PC, <coughs> uh, but it was a very influential. And people liked it. I I read almost universally positive things about Titanfall. Um, and it sold less than a million copies. That's yep. interesting.
2: Well, it's uh, it's interesting because they're only including the Xbox One and PC. So the 360 install base is still way larger than way larger. either one of those, unfortunately.
1: Did you see a big resurgence, though, in discussion of Titanfall after it came out for the 360?
2: Uh, not terribly. Uh, the big resurgence that came out when 360 launch happened was people looking at it and going, "Ah, uh, okay, it's not... It, too looked, ugly. it looked better than I expected. Uh-huh. That's like, pretty much, that was the conversation. Yeah, because
0: I, I was really, you know, in previous patches I had said I was really skeptical about it because they hadn't released any screenshots or said anything about it. Looked fine. Yeah. It, it did not look as good as the one to the yeah. PC, but uh, if I was playing the game, I would not be complaining about the quality of that. Versus, or if you
1: were a 360 owner going from playing other 360 games to playing Titanfall, yeah,
0: you would not would have notice. been disappointed. No, not at all. It's totally fine. The, the flourishes that weren't there were just, like, super extra, like, pretty flourishes that you don't need for the, the game.
1: And I actually don't even know, does the 360 lobbies, do they cross over with the one lobby since they're both on Xbox Live?
0: I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. No, no, no crap. It is, we've talked about that also. It's, like, the different clouds for uh, uh-huh. each uh, Xbox Live platform. That's right, yeah.
2: The Xbox One, actually, has, the, the way their back end works is they're taking use of that cloud thing to spin off a server every time you start a new lobby. Mm-hmm. they're dedicating a server to just you playing with whoever's in it. And I don't know that the Xbox 360 can tie into that system.
1: People get really excited about that when they hear that a game is going to cross over with different stuff, and then it ultimately it doesn't seem to be that big a deal.
2: It, I don't know that it's just been implemented on a game that people really wanted to play.
1: That being said, historically, I have been a person that has said I also don't care about backwards compatibility. And I am working really hard to maintain uh, my commitment to that because this launch period between the 360 and the Xbox One, I keep going back to my PS3 and my Xbox 360. I find myself it,
0: on my PC a lot more lately.
1: I mean, I've, I've been on my PS3 more than my PS4, and I'm probably equally sharing between my 360 and my Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But I now have a PC in my office, so I've got I, – I finally <laughs> have an office again now that we're in the new studio – and now I have a PC at my desk, which I haven't had for a long time. Adam built it for me, but nice. awesome. Nice. I, I tell you what, though. Something I hate about... The, I, this isn't a video game thing, but it's related to technology. I fucking hate every time I go out to download anything. Like, if you go to a download site, where the whole purpose of the site is you download like something that you want to run. Like, in my case, the Adobe Flash Player. They have... It's like those sites... Their business model is designed to hide the download button.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's designed around misclicks and. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and in particular, I looked up on Google, I looked up Adobe Flash Player. Because I, I just, I went to the Adobe front page, and now with Creative Cloud, they've got all that yeah. stuff kind of hidden. It's hard to find the Flash Player on it. Turns out it's already in Chrome, so I didn't need it to begin with. But, uh, I went to it, and the first link on Google was Adobe Flash Player. And I clicked it, and it had the Adobe logo and the Flash Player logo and all that stuff on the site. And I downloaded the executable, started to install it, and I immediately realized it wasn't that. <laughs> I, had clicked, I had clicked on an ad that Google served to do that. And every other thing I've done that for has been that way, like OpenOffice and everything else I've tried to install on my new PC. It's like it's like they're just trying to like guide you away from that stuff.
2: It's a minefield, yeah. It's, it is absolutely a business model entirely based on deception also like who knows if there's like trojans
0: or like people are trying to Mm -hmm. spread botnets also like yeah i'll pay some buck a few a couple bucks for an ad on google just to get people to join this botnet
1: i went i went to talk to gilby about it i said hey uh i went to the adobe flash player install and i click on an ad and said install that he goes just to format your machine (laughs) (laughs) he walked in my office and he was like but i actually spent like 30 minutes going through all the open processes processes on my task manager and looking each one of them up on Google to see what they were. You know, And I'm hoping that, you know, I did cancel it as soon as I saw that it wasn't Adobe, mm-hmm. but it took me a second, and it's just like, oh, God, I can't believe I made that dumb mistake.
2: That's really fucking funny. And now I should format. Yes. Yes. And now you should format. Speaking of Gilby, I was ready. Gilby's getting called out. I am calling him out. I was ready for a Dark Souls 2 discussion with Gilby. I'm calling him out. I hope he's watching. Uh, Gus, what was his exact quote? Now, to, to be fair, a couple clarifications. One, last week I said I'd played 20 hours. As it turned up, I'd played nine. It just fell like 20. <laughs> uh, I'm now 19 hours in the game. I've fought several different bosses. And throughout the week, Gilby and I, every time we run into each other in the kitchen, it's a couple a new discussion about what I don't like about the game. Mm. Uh, and uh, what was his exact quote? I don't know when his exact quote, but yeah. I think he
0: was scared. I think what he said was, Ryan brings up all valid points. I can try to disagree with him, but I can understand why someone wouldn't like a game based <laughs> Wait, on those points. Wait, when he
1: says this, is he doing this <laughs> while
0: he says it? He, I he was, it? he was kind
2: of beaten down, like, yeah. You Look, know? <laughs> the things that I don't like about the game, I can absolutely, though, understanding, having played it more, a lot more now, I can still absolutely say that it doesn't have to be a good game to be a, G- a game that people enjoy playing. Sure. That's, those are not And you're not exclusive. telling people not to enjoy it. No, absolutely. Look, the, I, I can see precisely what uh, about this game people like. It doesn't appeal to me because I think my main fallout with the game is that the story is so not driven, really. I mean it's it's like someone handed you a novel that is just all the actions that a character took. Uh-huh. And it was like, well, if you want to know why in the context, read this other book. Oh, right. Yeah, It's they've really mm. divorced the story from the game. And you know what? Some people, that's all they're looking for. So, you know, if you like the game, I'm still going to continue playing it. I think I'm going to finish it because it is actually interesting enough to do that. Uh But, uh yeah, it's not what I would say is a good... You know, in up.
1: writing Red vs. Blue, it's why we make points in the story where it seems like a lot of things get wrapped up and a lot of stuff begins, because it gives people like a jumping on mm-hmm. and jumping off point, uh, because people are finding it, and it's 10th season. They need a way to get started. Right. And it, with a franchise, a lot of times there's the assumption on the be- on the behalf of the creators that they think that, oh, well, our franchise just comes with this amount of overhead, and you should just part... You should already know that coming in at this level. Yeah,
0: normally when you do that, you end up really narrowing your audience down. And it diminishes over time. Uh, this is not video game related news, but I saw that uh, viewership for Game of Thrones every season, year over year, is up. So it's like season four comes with three seasons of backstory you have to get caught up on. But season four is way higher. The lowest rated season four episode is still way above the highest rated season one or season three episode. It's Man, crazy.
1: So TV right now, or episodic viewing of things, if you want to call it TV or whatever, on your boxes that go on your <laughs> wall. Uh, that is in such a great place right now. I can't tell you how often I hear conversations where people going like, yeah, I watched that new series on Netflix, and it was like, it was okay, but it really got awesome around the sixth or seventh episode. I'm like, when would you ever invest seven hours in something just to see if it gets good? Could you imagine telling somebody, just stick with all the Harry Potter movies, the eighth one, it ties it all up and all sense.
2: You're like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm not watching it. Well, it's the world of binge watching now. I mean, it, it used is. to be, if you had to wait another week to get... Through six, you know, that's two months worth of content or a month and a half worth of yeah. waiting to, for it to get good. That's a big difference from uh, today and yesterday. To, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, on, I'm under the good part. So,
0: someone yeah. is pointing out, I don't know if this is true, I haven't backed this up the source, but someone on Twitter is claiming that NPD numbers for Titanfall are retail copies and does not include downloads.
1: Oh, oh, it does not include downloads.
0: I don't know that that's the case. He's talking about NPD numbers. The numbers that EA disclosed were from their financial call. Uh, so it may be a different number, but uh, we do need to verify that. So that, the number that, that you said case. might
1: not necessarily have been NPD. The person tweeting might have said – Correct. Assumed you were talking about NPD numbers. But Correct. you don't know what you were talking I, about.
0: I, I was reading off the EA financial call. Okay. I don't know if they receive their numbers from NPD numbers or if they use their own internal accounting <laughs> to deliver those numbers. I
1: think that's fair. One thing I do want to point out, I was reading some of your, some of your feedback on your comments on dark – Souls uh, too. yeah. and it fell into a trap and it's like whenever whenever I get a, with this kind of feedback, I can't really respond to it. But since it was to you, mm-hmm. I feel like I can, is that a lot of times what happens – and we don't do a lot of negative commentary because like, like we said, we don't want to tell people not to enjoy something yeah. or imply that we don't want people to enjoy stuff. Obviously, you should like what you like. Uh, but a lot of times if we have any kind of negative commentary about something that I didn't personally enjoy it, the number one criticism that we get – Back, his feedback is, well, you just might, you just didn't understand it, Ryan. I you was just, ex-
2: thinking exactly about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: you just don't understand. He, like- Ryan clearly doesn't get it. It's like, no, he just. He just doesn't like it. He yeah, but- played it, and he just didn't like it. Yeah,
2: folks, I uh, I just want to say I've played video games for about as long as they have existed. <laughs> uh, I got a degree in a field that is involved in the creation of video games, and I am now professionally playing video games. That's my job. All things which are not required to play a video game. All by things the way. are not required. Uh, I understand. No. <laughs> what they're I, doing I, I, I think uh, but I'll, I'll give you that one The point and This is what I think We all need to agree on And it's a difficult thing For the internet to do Is that I cannot like a thing That you like As long as we're civil To each other We can still be good Human beings It's totally fine let be friends yes. It's totally fine It's totally fine it's, it's, It does not invalidate Your enjoyment Of that product Correct That
1: being said Ryan and Gilby Do avoid each other In the hallways now And it's really awkward We don't want to talk he about it He did
2: shank me one time <laughs> as, I was by. Uh, as soon as that heals up We'll have further discussion. But yeah, he's
1: growing his beard long enough to strangle you with <laughs> like a piano wire.
0: Uh, let me read this thing here. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Nothing feels better than that first shave with a fresh blade, right? It's smooth, it's close, and the blade is as sharp as it's ever going to be. It feels fantastic. But thanks to big shave companies' ridiculous prices, you can't afford to use a fresh blade every week. So you drag that dull-ass blade across your face for two weeks, three weeks, ten weeks. Uh, why do you do that to yourself? Maybe because the only thing more painful than shaving with an old blade is shelling out 30 bucks for a pack of new ones. If you want to enjoy a fresh blade every week, but you don't want to take out another mortgage on your house, you got to join DollarShaveClub.com. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com ships the highest quality blades you can get. Uh, I'm typically a four blade guy. With DollarShaveClub, it's only six bucks for a four pack. Seriously, six dollars for the best quality blades you can get. So every week, you can pop in a fresh blade, fresh blade, and treat yourself to an amazing shave. Uh, join DollarShaveClub.com, get amazing quality blades in the mail for a couple bucks. Treat yourself to a brand new blade every single week. Hundreds of thousands of guys have upgraded their shaving with Dollar Shave Club. I'm one of them, I'm loving it, now it's your turn. Shave time, shave money, DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. It's on the screen right now if you're watching the video podcast. Um, yeah, so video games. Most ridiculous news story of the week. Oh, this is gonna be a, hit me. This is going to be a hard one because there's a lot of ridiculous stuff I have on my list here. Oculus CEO envisions a billion-person MMO using the Oculus hardware. I mean, come on. I get it. You're an optimist, dude. Uh, What's the current
2: population of the Earth?
0: (laughs) Like, no console has ever sold a billion units. Let me – I did math on I'm glad to hear it.
2: Okay, so
1: what you're talking about is that for the Oculus with Facebook now to get to a billion-person MMO – you got to think, the Oculus is a hardware solution mm-hmm. that you need the VR headset. We we must have drawn the same conclusion. <laughs> so the Oculus is going to have to outsell by almost 2x all the iPhone sales to date in its seven-year run. And that's including everyone who's a single person that bought it twice. Right. So, I mean, that's not going to get you to a billion people. That just gets you a billion units sold. But for video game <laughs> consoles, in order for the Oculus to sell a billion units, it will have to match the combined sales – Of the Atari 2600, the Dreamcast the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System, the Nintendo GameCube, the Nintendo 64, the Nintendo Wii, the Nintendo U, the Nintendo DS, the Nintendo 3DS, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the Xbox, and the Xbox 360.
0: All sold all to f- individual discreet people, no <laughs> one buying the same thing twice. Combined! Combined! All of those combined. They had to recreate about 40 years of the video game industry <laughs>
1: in the next like four to five years before the next financial. Financial call basically. All those things together totaled nine hundred and ninety four million units sold, uh, based on like sales on Wikipedia as of today.
2: For something that has no production unit. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And Ryan was speculating too about the price of this thing, that it's a little subsidized right now. They're not really selling it for a profit.
2: Uh, We assume. Yeah. I assume
1: too. Uh, so it, the the price of the Oculus unit could go up to like four hundred or five hundred dollars, which would mean about half a trillion dollars in sales of the Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good return on a two billion dollars. Great. I yeah. <laughs> what,
0: what cut do the Kickstarter people get again?
1: I mean, it's like it, at some point, though. Really, at some point with like these these proclamations and these predictions, at some point your. Uh, your aspirations really outpace any kind of reality. At some point, you got to be held to like you can't just make up a number for a forecast and say yeah. If,
0: I mean, if this was a publicly traded company, they'd be getting raked over the coals. Well, it, Facebook's probably traded. It? yeah, but
2: not the Oculus Armor. It's like the Oculus it's people part of the are the same saying company that. now,
0: isn't it? You would think that the Facebook PR
1: department would be have that would have to go across their desk. All right, how
2: many active? Do does, I, this? Is something we'll have to look up because I don't know off the top of my head. But how many active users are there on Facebook right now? Or at least how much? Do they I think might have a billion
1: accounts. You think so? I I don't know, but I'm gonna guess. See, and that's what I, my my logic was was that they were making the prediction of the Oculus. Accounts for this MMO thing, and yes, I granted they could over the next few years or decades, they could come up with Oculus technology that they put on people's smartphones and things like that. I realize that, but it's just like to say like we're going to have a billion people in an MMO. It's like why not, why not a trillion, or why not like we're going to go back to ET numbers? There's six billion people today, but there's going to be seven billion in the next ten years. <laughs> so why not we have seven billion? Um, you know, it's just like it just it just like it's very audacious. It's so it's
2: extremely audacious. In fact, I would. I mean, that's. How much time would it take to even manufacture a billion units? I mean, by that's the time also you, a great you question. You got to the end of that, wouldn't you be ready for a hardware refresh? <laughs> you can just build your own at that point. How well, many units does it, Facebook have? If
0: it, if it have? is any indication, Facebook is down two percent in trading today. <laughs> but I think it's overall it's a down day anyway. <laughs>
1: well, that's just thing crazy because eventually we just start talking about these crazy numbers. Like uh, we're going to have a billion person MMO. We're going to have a billion accounts on this thing. They're just applying the the ridiculous Facebook numbers, which are amazing. They really are. But then like, we were talking about Twitter just last week where Twitter's stock price fell to its IPO price. And people were like, well, I should buy some Twitter stock. And you were like, don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. And literally uh, it was down 20% yeah. of its value, of its market cap, uh, what, two days later?
0: Right. Two trading days later. Right. It's because the... crazy. For them in particular, the lockout period had ended. So there were people in Twitter who had large amounts of stock. So their lockout ended and people were afraid that they were just going to start dumping it yeah. and selling it off.
1: Uh, monthly active users on Twitter uh, Facebook, according to Wikipedia, as of March twenty fourteen, one point two eight billion users. All right, that's more than I thought it would be. That's about where I thought, like a billion. I would be wouldn't be surprised. So, if it's a billion. what if
0: Facebook just gave them all away? YouTube gave also says active Oculus oh. gave it away.
2: No, why not? There he dropped two no. billion dollars on uh, buying the company.
0: That's like it's fourteen billion less than.
2: You
1: know why Facebook couldn't do that? Because they can't. They can't pay for manufacturing units with stock. They can't do okay, that, gotcha. and that's how they're able to do things like WhatsApp and things mm-hmm. like that. They're just trying to maintain with their stock, you know, which is mm-hmm. publicly traded. And then, you know, WhatsApp can go ahead and sell it after a certain point in time, like the lockout mm-hmm. periods or whatever, uh, and then they can sell it. So it's like the stock is almost like cash to buy companies, but you're not going to manufacture products for stock and give it away. Well, here's what Especially they, they got to manufacture: a third of a trillion
2: dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, that might be tough. What
2: they could do though is, I mean, obviously, I think when they say MMO, they're not talking about. A World of Warcraft, or any of the current emoci- it sounds like what they're talking about. If they're really going for a Facebook tie-in, is something more like Second Life, uh, which traditionally not Woo. done well. You're you're yeah. gonna that's
1: a that's a sore spot for me and Gus because when we first started in the machinima movement with Red versus Blue, we had to talk about Second Life all the time. People were talking about, isn't this the wave of the future and all this stuff? It's like, have you played Second Life? <laughs> have you spent any time in this thing? We
0: we I, I can't speak for Bernie. I was not a fan,
2: and I feel vindicated. Uh, now, several years down the road. Well, here's the thing, though. So let's say... Uh, let's, I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you. Let's say they, in-house, Facebook buys up a, a game developer or something, and they create some kind of MMO. Probably, I'm going to guess, and this is you know why people were really worried about it when they bought were bought by Facebook, probably it's going to be a much more socially-driven platform mm-hmm. than many of the other games. But let's say they create a, an MMO, and then they sell the Oculus as part of the subscription. It's subsidized with the subscription just like a cell phone. Okay. Uh, do you think that would move the units? Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, and you could also...
2: in envis- Oculus-only MMO. Right. Or you could yeah. envision it also
0: as uh, a, a platform for games or a platform... Like, I know that's what it is, but it's like... Here's the new Farmville. Go pick your carrots. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, was, I'm going to do that. And then people are like, you can take the commodity within the game and then resell it and create a marketplace. You'd, like, try to incent people
2: to, like, make money in some weird way using the Oculus headset. You actually just blew my mind a little bit there. They had some, <laughs> some kind of tie-in to all the mini games that existed on on Facebook.
1: It would make I, – I, I argue that Facebook already is a gaming platform, but it would, it would take it to the next level for a gaming platform. I think, I think Facebook buying Oculus is a good thing. I think this particular prediction is pretty goddamn ridiculous. Did they yeah. set a time frame on it? No, of course no, not. not. Of no. course <laughs> not. Sure, why not get to a billion? I mean eventually the population of the world, earth goes to 100 billion. We'll only have you know, yeah. one one hundredth of them. Hey, uh, I don't know if Patrick's got it, but I actually sent him um, – uh, Apple filed for a patent for a holographic display for phones, and somebody had a mock-up of how that would work of holographic phones. It looks freaking awesome. Is it, that, it, that I want to see right that there. That looks cool,
0: but is it, is it, would it be like the 3DS where you have to hold it at a particular angle at a I noticed they
1: distance. are shooting
2: it from a particular angle, right? and yeah.
1: I would totally put up with that for first gen if I could get that display. Uh, that's
2: bullshit. There's no way. There's nothing behind it. It's yeah. a
1: little bit bullshit, because I have to point out that the adapter is the old-school iPhone yeah. adapter that's on it, you well, know, I mean, it's, also, it's a mock-up.
2: There's, uh, as far as I'm aware, no one has yet figured out how to make a freestanding hologram. That was le- going up over the level of the edge of the screen.
1: I agree. I think it'll be something that like, simulates a level of depth right. to the inside of the display. But that's I just like looking at
2: that. If I admit, you could I, I build admit, that device, you would just have all the money. You'd have yeah, a billion-person MMO. You Total would.
1: theoretical pie-in-the-sky physical limitations aside, would you rather have that device or would you rather have the promise of VR with like the headset where it's totally immersive and everything else? Which would you rather have, Ryan?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, assuming that you could take that technology and make it table size. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine you could make a full... Uh, if you could do that, then you basically already have a holodeck. I mean, if you could step in the middle of it and it not dissolve around you, then you're done. We're just blowing
1: each other's minds. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm even more excited about that thing than I was before. <laughs> Man, we'll <laughs> replace this
2: table right
0: here with just one giant hologram generation machine.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this after seeing that. I was thinking, because I had just got the PC... And we we talk about resolution like oh I got a monitor that's you know nineteen twenty by ten eighty but what if like two years from now we're buying monitors or my monitor's nineteen twenty by ten eighty by five sixty like like depth Third yeah the depth of the monitor Ooh. becomes you important. blew my mind <laughs> 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 I mean that could be a real thing that Full we're like circle. talking about pretty yeah. soon is that like how deep is your monitor because we have three D displays and everything like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's I want
1: that. Yeah, I want it now too. That 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 little mock up. I know it's a total mock up, total theoretical, <laughs> but I got excited when I saw it.
2: You just want it because you don't have to strap it <laughs> to your head.
1: showing it, so yeah. I get excited.
2: It's yeah, a model. This you're- is something
0: I would get behind. This I don't no, think no. is laughable like Oculus, because this you don't have to walk around with a fucking stupid-ass pair of binoculars strapped to your goddamn face. It's the future. Live with it. This so- is the future. That, sorry. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> the, 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 that, that holographic display is the future, not some fucking well, it's also bullshit much, VR
2: headset. That's much more... The, I, I get in your... This frame too when I articulate, it like, uh, It's also much more physically possible to do a headset VR at the moment than right. that.
0: that again. This goes back to iteration versus innovation. That handset is innovation, not this goddamn iteration of the same headset I've been seeing as long as you have since the fucking <laughs> early nineteen eighties. It's true. But that's not real. It's not. That's why <laughs> I want that that's innovation. I'm all about that. That is is going to change the world. People also said that that would be crazy Uh or wouldn't wouldn't be possible until you actually saw a 3DS. Yeah. Which, again, is like first-generation kind of shitty, but it works. It's like you just have to take that and
2: make it more robust and work better, and we'll eventually end up with something like that. I mean, freestanding holograms is going to change the world when that happens, if that happens. That's one of those things I've never been sure about is whether – and I think I asked – this came up once before, uh, you, me, and Gavin, and I said, do you think augmented reality – will beat out freestanding holograms, and somehow that went straight to Dick's.
1: Oh my god, I was just thinking about Second Life. It's like, if you have this open world where people can do whatever, it's like, it should make an algorithm for it, or like some kind of equation where it's like, the more open the world is, your time to dick just goes to like zero.
2: Absolutely. Well, I mean, look at the PS4 Twitch streaming. Time to dick on that was like, what, a day or two? If that. Yeah. You weren't looking hard enough if it took you a day or two. I was looking at all, but...
1: (laughs) Look at Uno on, on the Xbox 360. It was the most popular downloadable title on the 360 because it was the one that used the camera. That little shitty yeah, Xbox, Xbox camera they had. Xbox Vision, I think they called it. Yeah, and it was just naked people on there. It's like, what would it take? Uno existed for decades. It was not – it had no association yeah. with dicks in any way. It was on the 360 for five minutes, and it became the number one dick delivery. I I
0: bet no one in the history of Uno had ever played Uno naked until you could play on the Xbox 360. Ever,
1: ever in the history of it. Until you could ambush people with penis. And that was, by the way, that was like 100% of my experience on Second Life. It was like, oh, you have a really nice house, and now I'm covered with penises, basically is the way it worked. Like there was – some guy told me a story about how he went to go visit somebody's property in Second Life and he was there for five minutes and all of a sudden his character was teleported somewhere else, like put in a rack and then just assaulted basically. He just had to blog off get rid thing? of it. Was that a thing?
2: You could do that in Second Life? Apparently when you got on
1: someone's property, it's like you would somehow transfer – like you could like set traps for people and stuff like that. It was a very – is it still going on in Second Life? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure it is. I knew, I knew people who had companies based on Second Life and they it were expecting it to, items. Yeah, they were expecting it to become like a whole thing and they were making content for it. Yeah, they had that, that yeah. currency
0: um that the company was Linden Labs. I want to say the currency Second was dollars? Linden it was something. Yeah, they had like that that whole Bitcoins. currency with the real Second XP
2: Life trade. is <laughs> don't even do Yeah. <laughs>
1: might be an offshoot of it. Second Life is yeah, still going strong, I see here. Do they have a PS4? They have 361,000 likes on Facebook at that
2: time Ooh. You. And oh. it was it was
1: around a lot longer than Facebook has been popular for That's sure. True. So.
2: Oh, if you sold each of them 30 oculuses we'd have our billion person mmo you can sell
1: it with linden dollars
2: i'm waiting for the the full-on sword art online like nerve connection induction that'll be mm. fun like ghost in the shell style you just like fucking put something in your brain there You go jack in straight i'd do it i'll install it the first day it's available First get that sh- day. I'll get that shitty first-gen <laughs> I would not buy
0: an iPhone first <laughs> day, but just put something in my brain.
1: That was my concern, too, when I saw PlayStation Home for the first time. It reminded me so much of Second Life, just in the way that it looked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I just had, like, kind of flashbacks.
2: Well, that would explain why it folded so quickly. All right, here's a thought. I'm, I'm going to uh, posit a Gavin what-if question. Okay. So what if, okay, they invent this technology. In the, let's say it's non-invasive. It's just a helmet you put on your head, and it can take your nerve impulses and translate them directly <laughs> into the game. But, and it had full headset, I guess it's going to be a
1: huge butt, because that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, headset, I like, everything, I like completely immersive. Yeah, you even feel tactile sensations, okay. everything. But, your body continues to do the motions outside of the, war- of the game. So you're just, to everyone else, you're just on your bed, like, thrashing. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, but I'm like this, get, get, get. When I'm playing the FPS, <laughs> that kind of thing, I have to do that. Yeah, everything your body is doing, whatever you're doing in the game.
1: No, because people, whenever we talk about VR and we talk about the headsets and how cool that is, people always immediately start sending us links to the tr- the treadmill, the circular yeah. treadmill, the Omni, so, yeah, the, the Omni. Omni. So, uh, so you can like walk in place, and that's mm-hmm. what moves Just your character. A frictionless
2: treadmill surface. I don't want that. I don't want to move. I, them along. I genuinely
1: yeah. don't want that. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Do you? Uh, yeah. Eventually, I, I might. Mean, I might want that. Then I would watch eSports, I think, finally. Because eSports has not grabbed me, but if the people actually had to do this stuff, then I might watch eSports, Here's but I don't want that for myself. I,
2: I see a beautiful future with this technology. <laughs> this is the beautiful future. Right now, if you say someone is a hardcore video gamer, you don't think of that person as being extraordinarily physically fit. How dare you? Now, think of a world That's where this shamer. technology exists. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, dude, he's ripped. He must be a gamer. <laughs>
1: He just pres- I like that. This is your beautiful
2: future. <laughs> that is the future. Like- he just
1: prestige <laughs> yeah. on Call of
2: Duty. <laughs> like, you got. Oh, yeah. Have you checked your blood sugar lately or your uh, your you know blood pressure lately? Nah. I Game all the time. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: I would tell you if they if that was actually the case. The first game, like as soon as they came out, the first feature that would be lost in all games is the crouch button. No, <laughs> as soon as you make anybody crouch and walk in real life, crouch walking, that feature would be gone instantaneously from every video game ever. No one's doing that.
2: Well, let me tell you, based on the number of health warnings that pop up if you try and launch the Xbox uh, Xbox One fitness stuff, yeah, the number of health warnings on that device for how quickly it would kill you would take three or four encyclopedia books. I mean, the Xbox One warned you like twelve times. Hey, are you sure you're all right for this?
0: Exercising may
2: be bad for your health. <laughs> yeah. We did a uh, we had, one of the fun things we got to do
1: is for Twisted Pixel. They made a game called The Gunstringer for when the Kinect came out. Yep, and it it was a shorter game by design. Because of fatigue of holding your hands out like a like the puppet and shooting the gun, that was the mechanic, right? right? You had the whole like the marionette controls, and you also had to shoot with this mechanic. So we did a, a commentary for it where we played the game and we'd like the people from the podcast, the RT podcast. We did a commentary for it, and it was like because they had to have extra content to fill it out, but it was an issue for fatigue in the game. And it's like I, it's weird to think about that when designing a game yeah. that you have to like think the about
2: physical aspect, yeah. I, maybe one day we'll end up with, you know, there's that one guy, I know that he actually has a, a birth thing, but the arm wrestler guy that has the one giant oh, arm. Yeah, the
1: German arm wrestling champ. Can I you imagine? I fucking love that guy. Start
2: identifying people by like what game they play. Like, he'll have giant shoulders, but everything else will be really scrawny. He's like, uh, gunstringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Wasn't there a, a character in that Lady in the Water movie like that? The Freddie Prince Jr. played the guy with like the one really strong arm? Yeah, he was trying like, to
1: work out one arm. Yeah. He was like the guardian character.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch current season episodes of your favorite shows like Modern Family, The Daily Show, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, and Doctor Who. You get ad-free movies and kids' shows, too. Now, more than ever, there's so much to watch. Take total control of Hulu Plus to stream these shows and thousands more as much as you want, whenever you want. Hulu Plus works on your computer, Smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation... Pretty much any streaming device you already own. You can even watch on your phone or iPad, while on the train, at work, at the dentist, in the bathroom. Uh, You can even block off a data binge, like we talked about earlier. Uh, You get access to originals that you can't get anywhere else. Check out their new show, Deadbeat, a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Binge on all 10 episodes. For only $7.99 a month, get your shows anytime, anywhere. That's like a quarter a day. Right now, sign up at huluplus.com slash patch and get two weeks full access completely free. That's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at huluplus.com slash patch. So get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus at huluplus.com slash patch. Love me some
2: Hulu Plus. I actually oh. started watching Deadbeat a little bit. I've watched like the first uh, three or four episodes, I think. Yeah, I mean, what would you think? It's not bad. It's uh, If you're into that kind of like uh, supernatural mystery kind of thing, uh, it's much more casual version of that kind of a, yeah. a parody on it. Not bad. Did you ever watch the Showtime series Dead Like Me? I think I did, actually. I didn't finish it. That was yeah. the one where the girl was the... Yeah.
1: Yeah. The name was George. She had a
2: And they got a name. movie out of that, too, didn't they? But did it, they? I believe so, but it... I don't
1: it, think so. No? It reminded me of the movie that I made in college. You always ask about the, the movie that Matt and I made with Joel in college called The Schedule. <coughs> and Dead Like Me was very much like that. It was like a normal person getting a job is death, essentially. Right. And... So- uh,
0: you're, t- crazy things you're talking about Showtime. I have a video game connection for that. Get the fuck out of here. What is it? Uh, a report. According to Variety, Microsoft is in negotiations with Showtime okay. for uh, the Halo series that they're
2: working on.
1: To put the Halo series on Showtime.
0: Yes.
2: We've heard this before, haven't we? At first, it was they were in talks with themselves, right? There was going to be an Xbox One.
1: An Xbox original. Xbox original. Is, it's area. such a weird thing because you think of the original yeah. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Showtime near deal to partner with Xbox Studios on Halo series. Well, that'll be cool because that'll come with a lot of money. Yeah. I think that Showtime is playing catch up to HBO for their series. I, I recently read that uh, HBO uh, shut down or not shut down, they shot down uh, Walking Dead on HBO, Mad Men and Breaking Bad. All they had a shot at all of them, wow. which makes sense. And it, those shows are what made AMC what they are today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed to see Halo end up on. Uh, AMC.
0: So the uh, the deal is apparently, so, supposedly the agreement as it stands right now that they're working on is episodes would appear on Showtime before they air on the Xbox platform, which seems oh. counterintuitive to me. Yeah, like, it, with, aren't they trying to build this whole entertainment distribution network via the Xbox? Like, why would you go back and then distribute as a primary
2: outlet so on cable so and then back to traditional right. media?
1: I, listen, I can tell you from personal experience that, and I don't know if Showtime and HBO fall in this category yet, but they're they might as well. The traditional television networks and television delivery systems are reacting very heavily to people like our sponsor, Hulu Plus, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you look at the like HBO just partnered with their content for Amazon Prime. You know, I mean, this is this is getting to be a real deal, mm-hmm. and the, the the a lot of the traditional networks are playing catch up. They just don't get it. Like the stuff that we do, they they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They really don't.
0: That uh, I'll just talk about uh, HBO and these shows that they passed on. It made we think. I read. Uh An article earlier this week that talked about how there was a pilot for Game of Thrones that HBO passed on. I guess like the first pilot involved uh, Brandon Stark and and, uh, his going to King's Landing with his father to confront the Mad King. And I guess like the episode – the HBO just didn't like it at all. So they redid the pilot – and uh, then it was greenlit. heard an interesting
1: thing about the way the HBO Greenlight shows is that their hour-long shows have to be based on an existing existing material and that their shorter half-hour shows are where they get their original material, their new stuff. Okay. So they do adapted for their hour-long stuff, and it's a for like an unpublished, unstated formula that they have for developing new shows. And it works
2: really well. I guess it's a, a not a bad idea. Be if you're going to invest a lot more money in those longer format shows, you want them to already have some kind of audience. Mm-hmm. Coming into it.
1: And we were talking about this personally at like a dinner that I was at, and uh, we were picking it apart with different franchises, like Sopranos and stuff like that, saying, What about this one? What about that one? And they're saying, "Like, Yeah, th- you know, there's going to be exceptions, but that's really the-, the guidelines that they have in place for themselves now. We actually know somebody who was at Microsoft who moved over to HBO. That's where Stephen Toulouse ended up.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that until yeah. right now.
1: But it's a, it, uh, listen, it's a, it's a really crazy time right now. It's like with the way that movies are going, with the way Marvel just released it, they've got uh, a roadmap in place that takes them through 2028.
0: Or yeah, something like that's that. that's crazy, yeah. But it makes sense with as much money as they make on those franchises currently. At, at
1: twenty twenty eight, they got to be like they're making the Dazzler movie at that
0: point. <laughs> no, they're like know? we got to get in on this billion person Oculus MMO.
2: <laughs> 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 we got <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you schedule that far out in advance with actors that are not you know, are still subject to the withers of time? They're probably like, oh, we'll just recast at this point. I'm sure that's road it's it's like It's like now now it's X, X, X-Men old folks home.
0: Well, they're, now they're, I'm sure they're like, we're going to run with these actors up until this movie. On and the then-
2: upside, Professor Xavier's already in the wheelchair. True.
1: I heard a really funny thing too. I mean, we're off on, on a hell of a tangent yeah. here, but it's kind of all relevant. <laughs> I read a funny thing that that tariffs on human-based toys are more when you import human-based toys. The tariffs on them are more. And that the X-Men fall in a weird classification that they, they classified them as non-human toys because they're mutants. Mm. But, like, human-shaped toys, for whatever reason, come with a higher tariff. And I didn't know that was the case. And then it's funny that they use this loophole that the, the X-Men are not human.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just love that.
0: That's the whole basis for the movies yeah. and for the comic, for the story. Um, going back to video game news. Going yes. back to video games. Uh, Transistor, uh, I guess, is available for pre-order now. Comes out in two weeks on May twentieth. It's the uh, supergiant game. It's probably one of the games I was most excited about at the E3 reveal. It's got that. Uh, it's the same people who made Bastion. Uh, it's got like a very space art nouveau style to it. Uh, there it is. So uh, I'm really, really. Uh, this is actually one of the games I'm really excited about and can't wait to, to see the, it come out.
1: By the way, uh, did you know that uh, who's behind Bastion? the writer and creative director of Greg Cassvin Greg Cassvin from yeah. GameSpot
0: GameSpot yeah <laughs> I did, I had no idea about that Yeah he went over to Supergiant like god like 5 years ago now
1: Yeah Uh-huh He was a huge guy at GameSpot and there was a big shakeup at GameSpot over uh it was when Jeff Gersman left right. GameSpot and it was over the Kane and Lynch Scandal, and I think Greg Cassevin stayed around for a little while after that, and then left. Or is my timeline? correct I think there?
0: he left a little before the Giant Bomb. Oh, did before he? Before Giant Bomb started, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, Gersman, who's went on to start Sorry. Giant Bomb, yeah, yeah. So interesting. I just, I, I did not know that, and I'm glad to see that Cassevin mm-hmm. went on to actually make games, and Games Bastion was great, mm-hmm. really yeah. cool. He
0: was, I think, he, in fact, he was on stage during the E3 reveal of Transistor. Really? Yeah, he was there for yeah. uh, for that demo. Uh,
1: the, the I was happy to see that uh, one of the titles. Uh, that I was most excited about at E3 last year uh, has finally started to like kind of like pop up. And that was at the at the Microsoft presentation, in between all their stuff about how Xbox is going to show you TV stuff, uh, they, also did, <laughs> they also showed a bunch of games, um, which I didn't get enough credit for, I didn't think, at the time. But uh, one of the games they highlighted very briefly was Sunset Overdrive. Oh, right. And I just locked in on that. They just had like a cinematic trailer mm-hmm. announcement for it. and And just recently, something that looks like, I think is a character from that game that showed up on Twitter and it started tweeting at people in the
0: video game industry. They are. They have said that they're going to release more information about the game this week. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I mean, it's already Wednesday. I haven't heard anything, so I assume by Thursday. You know, tomorrow or the day after,
2: we should have more information about Sunset Overdrive. That game just went so weirdly quiet. I mean, there was so much hype around it at launch. Oh, was there? Well, I mean, that was one of those big things where they were, you know, billing is like, here are future games on the Xbox One. You know, right. they're trying to sell the consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they you had a fair number of, like, trailer things for it at that point, though they were not in-game or anything. Uh, and then complete silence after that. Like, mm-hmm. I had heard nothing about that game until you, you haven't seen anything, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, James Stevenson and uh, Major Nelson on Twitter were both interfacing with this character, but they were doing it in a way that, like, so you could publicly see them. And, right. You know, they do that thing where they don't like uh, directly address mm-hmm. it, and uh, so that indicated to me it was probably Sunset Overdrive. That, okay. that, and I'm I'm super excited to hear more about that game.
0: Insomniac Games just celebrated what was it their twentieth or their twenty fifth anniversary? Like. uh and Insomniac Games makes a uh, uh, Sunset Overdrive. They just celebrated their twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary just a, a couple weeks ago. It's crazy mm. to me to think that they've been around that long. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. What yeah. was their
2: first title? I wonder.
0: Uh, I'll look it up here. <laughs> I, I, I saw it at the time, but and uh, and they're really largely an independent studio still, uh, which is absolutely amazing to me.
1: So should we, um, should we stay on fun topics? Or should we, with nine minutes left, should we go into like the territory of like scandalous? Emotional drama stuff. It's, it's, I'm talking about that. Uh, so let's bring it up. Let, 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 me, it up. let, let me just it's go like to uh, Insomniacs
0: first uh, couple of games here. Okay. they started with Disruptor in uh, 1996, so I guess they must have had their 20th anniversary. Okay, uh, Spear of the Dragon in '98, and I guess that's when they really Spiro took the off. Dragon, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Spiro, Spiro Two, spear' Spiro of the Dragon, then Ratchet and Clank. Spiro voiced
1: by Elijah Wood. Also,
2: really, yeah. Didn't also, voice that. actor. Even for F- the back?
1: Popular web series Red versus Blue. I think, yeah, Elijah Wood was a voice actor. Isn't he Spiro? Am I f- off base there? Uh, you... Spyro, Spiro. Spiro, Spiro, Spiro. He's saying Spiro, I say Spiro. I say,
0: sp- I say Spiro. I don't know. I guess Spiro makes I more sense. I say Fred. <laughs> Fred the Dragon. You guys
1: are freaking me out now. <laughs> the cast includes Elijah Wood as Spyro, Spiro, also pronounced Spiro by some idiots.
2: So there <laughs> Spiro, you there you That's go. Wikipedia. Uh, okay, what's your emotional news? It's not emotional,
1: but like drama. You know what What's I mean. Your drama it's, news? Uh, so you guys know about the Clippers thing, right? Where the Clippers uh, owner, Donald Sterling, oh, yeah. Donald Sterling, he had this whole scandal where he was just went on this <clears> racist <throat> tirade that was uh, with his girlfriend, and then was she then published it, she recorded it and then published it or, or released it. Um, and then the uh, community manager for Turtle Rock, I always have to be really careful when I say the name of that developer, the people that are behind Evolve. Mm-hmm. He made a couple of tweets from his personal account that were seen as pro sterling or in defense of sterling uh like here's here's an unpopular opinion donald sterling has the right as an american to be an old bigot in the security of his home uh he's a victim and uh he was fired like right away uh turtle rock let him go uh and they said our former the something i'm paraphrasing here uh something like the the opinions of our former community manager uh, do not match the opinions of turtle rock Mm -hmm. of the company um which is, it? it's interesting that that, I mean, that immediately resulted in a firing. Not like an apology or anything like that, but just a, an outright firing. Yeah. It's but, it's kind of like the way the NBA reacted to Sterling. It was like, they, there was no like, let's figure this out or let's go on. They, they'd be like, we're going to try to force the sale of the team and we're fining him $2.5 well, yeah, million. Said, at dollars. first
0: they said, let's figure this out. And then immediately it was, yeah. banned, yeah.
1: banned yeah. for lifetime. We're going to try to force the sale of the team. And now $2.5 million fine.
2: It, you know, that statement is one of those things where if you look at it at surface value, it's like, yeah, well, um, pre- free speech is a good thing. But then you think about the context, it's like, nah, racism just really isn't a human thing we want. So. Yeah, and he did have, like, he uh, the, the he made another
1: tweet as well that wasn't mm-hmm. just this one tweet. He talked about, like, uh, something along the lines of somebody raised in segregation might have those views mm-hmm. uh, as well. And, like, so that seemed, I think that one seemed like the more damning one in defense of racism in a way. That's the way a lot of people interpret it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he clarified his own statement after the fact, that, saying that, that, that he was just saying, it was a private conversation at his home, and it was blown out and given to the media and blown out of proportion.
0: Yeah, he he definitely did not word those well. Mm-hmm. Those those were very uh, I don't know on the fence statements. I, I I would I would never say anything like that. Even though I believe if someone wants to be a racist <laughs> in their home, let them be a racist in their home. But you don't want to say anything to 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 that extent that that seemed like defense
1: and this is the penalty of social media is that people feel like they have to weigh in on stuff where it just wasn't necessary for him to to weigh in on it and it impacted his job and his career and uh we know that he's actually the guy that's actually the guy that got us the let's play on the floor of pax east to play evolve um he's in the he's in the videos coaching michael that's who the, the guy is where michael was playing the uh the monster um and uh so I, we just met the guy for the first time there. But in my opinion, it's like if you're in community or PR, and in a lot of ways community management is kind of like PR, but consumer, you know, like inside you're already customer-facing, essentially PR, uh, you got to understand the impact of social media yeah, these yeah. days. you got to understand that. It's like it's crazy the amount of like PR issues we're hearing about this with social media. You remember the, the PR lady? And I can't remember where she oh, worked, oh, but she got oh. on a plane and she made a tweet and then went up into the clouds where there was no internet and it blew up. And by the time she landed, she had <laughs> lost her job and she deleted her Twitter. Account I don't even remember else. what
0: that tweet was or what the context. was. I remember she was flying to South Africa. Yes. That's it. And she was like in the air for a long time. See,
2: that's why you should always buy the in-flight Wi-Fi <laughs> so you can keep track of how quickly you're getting keep fired. Keep track of your social media faux pas.
0: And one of the things
1: I want to be really careful about is that we're talking about a bigger issue here of, of people who work directly with social media having a better understanding and know the impact of social media. I mean, that's what the career is based on, right? These are not related tweets. These opinions do not cross over. We're just talking about a totally different incident that that reminded us of it. And her name was Justine Sacco. I'm sure it's silly. She's not dead. Uh, And she's uh, director of corporate communications for IAC. That's the group that owns College Humor. She tweeted out, I'm going to to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Oh, Oh my
0: God. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Just kidding. I'm white. Uh, And then so she took off in the plane after tweeting that, and then she landed. But the point I'm trying to make here is that people who work in social media – Like I said just a second ago, if your career is based on the power of social media, also understand the power that it has over your career. Would people go crazy, man? And then he was like on CNN and all this stuff um, and and talking about it. And uh, another thing that frustrated me about it is I follow or I'm friends on Facebook with a lot of people in the video game industry. And I got so freaking frustrated because they were posting photos of this guy on uh, CNN as a talking head with a panel of other talking heads talking about this issue. I didn't see the broadcast. Literally, I saw nine or 10 people discussing it uh, without actually ever saying anything. Like, nobody would take a stand on whether this guy was right or wrong mm. or in defense of his ability to say this or anything. Everyone was like, I think the comment was a screenshot. It goes, Welp. And then somebody else posted, <laughs> Unbelievable. And then somebody else posted, that's a thing now. And it's like, what do you people are like there's like nine people in a row and nobody is saying it? It's like anything. what's
0: the most ambiguous thing I can say but still say something? Like, why even bother commenting? Why bother commenting?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Participation
1: is not mandatory. Right. That's the whole thing. It's like I think that people feel forced to participate. It's like someone,
2: it's social Tourette's. It's like stream of consciousness. It just all it comes out of their fingers because they can. Is this an intervention
0: for people in our company who reply to everyone emails? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> you don't have to reply.
1: I had, I had an interesting
0: experience recently where I downloaded my
1: own uh, Twitter feed because mm-hmm. there's a feature on Twitter where you can just download your whole thing. And I read through it and I'm like – I thought it would be cool because it would be like a journal of my uh, my life you know, and stuff like that and all this. But that's not what it was. It was just like a stream of consciousness of just uh-huh. random thoughts and quips and it's like – I looked back across like videos I'd put out which you know body of work and that was a way better representation of like my last 6 years someone told me that I've been on Twitter 6 years mm-hmm. I didn't even know Twitter had been around 6 years yeah. and I've been an active participant in it for that long
2: I mean it's if you start using Twitter to some degree like an IM message then all of a sudden those messages have no context and you don't have a lot of room for context either so I imagine you looked at that and it was a lot of the hell was I talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, pop culture that's no longer pop, right? <laughs> Essentially,
0: pop I, I, wish I,
1: could, I wish I wish I could see this. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know if I can read stuff from Facebook because it's not we're, might not necessarily be public.
0: We're uh, we're down to about two minutes left. No. So I'll, I'll I, show it to you. I just want to power through uh, a couple of other topics here. Lightning yeah. round before well, we wrap up. Uh, I guess the Destiny beta is launching in July uh, on PlayStation consoles. I'm excited. PS3, PS4.
2: They're so. pushing that PlayStation thing hard, though
0: yeah it's uh it 's not exclusive on the PlayStation platform nope. but uh, I think they announced also they're getting like exclusive d l c or like exclusive content sorry mm-hmm. exclusive content available only on PlayStation so platforms. Good. Um, I cannot
1: wait I cannot
0: wait Super excited for that Can't wait to play it Uh, PS Vita Slim came out this week Yeah, yeah, North America Uh, I guess mine got lost in the mail, Sony I don't know if you want to send me another one Uh, (laughs) But it it just never showed up Uh, But yeah, it's out I think there's a bundle with uh, the Borderlands 2 uh, version on the PS Vita So you can play that Uh, I'm I'm actually thinking about picking one up now For the remote play aspect with my PS4 Um, And because I never got a chance to play Tearaway And I really want to play Tearaway Hmm. Um. What would you
2: remote play on your PS4 right now, though? Good question. I'll wait a little longer. Um, no, that question landed with a
1: <laughs> blast. Get <laughs> your achievement hard boys back in you. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I guess EA has had to shell out another eight million dollars in their college football settlement uh, with that lawsuit. I guess they had to pay out forty million dollars last year, and uh, it's another eight million dollars that they've been on the hook for. Nope. And now that the college teams can unionize, they're in real trouble. Yeah. Uh, they didn't make an NCAA football game last year And I don't think there's one for coming out the first
1: out. time in like 20 years,
0: I think Yeah, and I don't think there's one coming out again this year mm.
1: It's one of my favorite franchises it was the only sports franchise I bought on a regular basis MLB show also for the uh, PS4 It was delayed digitally for an unforeseen technical issue Which was interesting because <laughs> I was waiting to download it cause yeah. I, uh, So you
0: can buy the physical disc, right?
1: Right, it was the digital download And from what I understand, the digital download on the PS3 came out just fine
0: but unforeseen t- The damn baseballs keep coming out square.
1: <laughs> 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 Weird. They come uh, out of football helmets.
0: <laughs> Wildstar's open beta starts May 8th. So if you're watching the live stream, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to this, it's today or yesterday or sometime in the past. Uh, so Wildstar's a new MMO Carbine's putting out later this year, and their open beta starts May 8th. Definitely check it out. I know uh, Adam Baird's been playing quite a bit of it. There's the announcement. Uh, he Adam Baird loves it. He's always talking about it, so I hear good things about it. Uh, Anyway, a bunch of other stuff Uh, World of Warcraft film Wraps up principal photography May 23rd That's awesome They said that they need 20 months to finish
2: All of their post-production stuff And that comes out in 2016 That does not surprise me at all I mean, considering how much CG has got to be involved in that Uh, I hope there's a lot of CG involved (laughs) I'm kind of scared of All practical orcs or something Well, if they need 20 months I'm sure there's a lot (laughs) of CG (laughs) Last thing I
0: want to mention We're about to wrap up The joystick that was used to land Apollo 15 on the moon... I saw this. ...is available for sale.
1: Is that the most important joystick of all time?
0: I mean, yeah, probably. John Holmes? Yeah, it's a... Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I wonder if you can get (laughs) a... (laughs) Bidding is expected to reach its highest $300,000. If I bought that thing, I would... So, I'd find like Ben Heckendor and I'd convert the, out, the plugs to USB.
2: I was yes. just wondering if you could ro- hook that up to a USB. Somehow. I would play
0: like Kerbal Space Program. Uh, you would absolutely play the shit out of Kerbal Space Program <laughs> with that motherfucker.
2: Landed on the MUN. All right, well, it's about time. Wait, we, gotta wait, we got to
0: wrap up. One oh, which
1: what? Uh, this is going to impact next week's patch. So, um, as you might have seen some from some of the tweets internally at Rooster Teeth, uh, we got a copy of Mario Kart 8 that okay. Nintendo gave us in advance. doesn't come out for till the end of this month. Um, So we're not – we've played it, but we can't talk about it yet, Uh, and there's a weird timing on when we can talk about it. It'll be after the patch records next week, so we won't be talking about Mario Kart 8 on the live stream, but we'll record something that will then appear the next day. Spooky. That's a weird timing thing. Okay. And I just went black. Okay. we were okay. <laughs> All
0: right. right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to that. And we're also finding
1: out in the meantime, too, if we can do Let's Plays on as well. We're not sure if we can do that until the game comes out. We're not sure.
0: Cool. So. All right. Well, thanks for watching. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. And next Wednesday with an episode of The Patch.
1: New Pokemon. Bye.